0: sit back and relax. You're listening to episode 209 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Iskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. This podcast features trends, analysis, news, interviews, and best practices all around wealth management technology. My guest for this episode is Rick Kent, founder and CEO of Merit Financial Advisors. A quick bio on Rick. Rick is an entrepreneur and visionary leader who founded Merit Financial Advisors on a servant leadership philosophy and a commitment to helping individuals reach their financial goals, while supporting fellow advisors and entrepreneurs and meeting their professional goals. Rick has been widely recognized for his contributions to the industry, including being ranked among the Forbes top 10 best in-state wealth advisors. Rick had a clear vision for Merit's growth. He designed a program that allowed advisors to align with Merit in a number of ways. Now, I'd love talking to RAAs about their tech stacks, especially ones uh, like Merit's that has a rags to riches story, which you are going to hear in just a few moments. I won't give it away, but Rick tells us all about how he took his firm's infrastructure from worst to first. And we dive into both what his tech stack used to be and how he got to his current uh, application infrastructure. Talk a little bit about the key applications that they have at Merit and why they selected them, how they work together and deliver a premier experience for their advisors and clients really enjoyed my conversation uh, with Rick Kent, but before we get started, I have a message for all executives at wealth management firms. Your tech debt is holding back your business growth. Your old software platform is rusted and falling apart and needs an overhaul. Your disparate systems don't communicate with each other, and it's driving your ops team and advisors crazy with manual processes and errors. So if you're in charge of technology or operations for a broker dealer, RIA, family officer, Tamp, you should run, not walk to our website. EzraGroup.com and fill out the contact us form on the homepage. Our experienced team can evaluate your current technology ecosystem, deliver targeted recommendations, optimize your existing systems and operations, or even run an RFP and help you select new software and implement it to take your firm to the next level. You can take advantage of our free consultation offer by going to EzraGroup.com. A couple housekeeping items before we begin. Please subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts uh, so you don't miss an episode. Please go to investinothers.org to learn more about the Invest in Others Charitable Foundation. They raise funds to give to charities that are sponsored or promoted by financial advisors. It's a great cause. All right, let's kick this thing off. All right, I'm excited to introduce our next guest. It is Rick Kent. Founder and CEO of Merit Advisors. Hey, Rick, welcome.
1: Craig, uh, good to be with you this morning.
0: I'm so glad to have you. I'm glad you can make some time in your very busy schedule for us to uh, to talk advisor tech uh, and about Merit Advisors. Uh, where are you calling in from?
1: Uh, today, I'm in Florida, uh, northern Florida in the uh, Panhandle area.
0: Nice. I love Florida. I've, well, we have a lot of clients. We have clients over the country, but we have some some very uh, big clients in Florida. I, love, I didn't go in there a lot this year. Uh, it's been it's been really beautiful. Fortunately, less fewer storms. Oh, yeah,
1: it's beautiful today, Greg. It's yeah. a awesome day today.
0: Excellent. Well, let's just jump right in, Rick. Can you please tell us, give us a thirty second elevator pitch for Merit Advisors?
1: Yeah. So, uh, Merit Advisors is a uh, very fast growing uh, RIA. Uh, we have invested uh, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money into uh, into technology. Um, you and I talked about this previously, you know, probably about uh, three years ago. We, we made a decision to make a big investment into technology. Uh, it's, it's, it's beginning to really pay off and we're excited about where we are uh, and we're excited about the future uh we do a lot of acquisitions as well we did 12 acquisitions last year we've done seven so far this year we'll, we'll complete a couple more before the year end uh so uh, yeah mayor's probably around 10 billion today and uh, we have a lot of initiatives going and pretty excited about our potential about our growth
0: it does sound exciting and uh i know we did a little bit of prep and i was very interested in your story and, and sharing that can you take us back in time? So obviously, this is the wealth tech today podcast. We're talking about yeah. wealth tech, so I'm really interested yeah. in tech stack. And can you go back in time about three years? T- talk to me about how you, uh, you know, what was going on in the business at the time, and what yeah. uh, gave you the impetus to revamp your tech stack?
1: Yeah, Craig, it was. Uh, I'm going to say about three years ago, we were around four billion of assets under management at the time. Uh, had probably. Just under 100 employees or so, and um, I, I was in a boardroom one day, and we were having our having our executive leadership team meeting. And I remember Craig going home that night because something came up during the day about our it was some questions around our technology, and I began to question myself uh, as the CEO and saying, "You know, Rick, we're really where where are you? I mean, the company's growing. You're up to four billion. You had." aspiration to continue to grow but how much have you really thought about how important technology is and where are where do we stand today i begin begin asking myself that question and craig i want to be honest I, I i would give my back then three years ago uh looking at merit a four billion dollar ria firm at the time I would give us a D minus. That's D as in dog minus. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: don't, uh, I don't care what school you go to, Rick. Like, that's a bad <laughs> It was not a.
1: Yeah, I'd had to be honest, but that's where we were. And then, Craig, then I began started thinking about it, and I thought, well, wait a minute, we're growing. We we have aspirations to, you know, get to ten billion, and we have aspirations to go beyond that. And I and I wondered if I don't get the technology figured out now, how much harder is it going to be down the road, right? The bigger the firm is, it seems like we start building some things here, some things there without a really good strategic plan. Are we going to end up just tearing all that down and rebuilding it because it wasn't done right? And I thought, you know, now's the time. This was three years ago. I thought to myself, now's the time. I need to figure this out. And I need to really make sure I've got the technology right because, Technology is affecting every industry. Craig, I think it's going to affect the financial services industry even more so. Um, we live in a, a world where we're delivering digital information to our clients. And, you know, this is something we have to get right and it's going to change quickly on us. So I when I thought about this, I thought I don't want to just come up with a solve for technology for who we are today. I need to come up with a solve for who we're going to become in the future. And so at that point, I really started putting a lot of emphasis on building out our tech stack.
0: Indeed, looking at where you were at the time, if you're going to build the tech for a $4 billion RAA, that wouldn't do you any good since you knew where you were nice. going. You needed to build right. a tech that was scalable. We, we see this all the time. You need to look down the road, which you did, just to, to build that scalable tech stack. So can you walk yeah. me through um, what is your tech stack? And why did you pick those particular, like what's the, what is the core of your tech stack at the moment? What's your portfolio management and the core of the platform?
1: Yeah. So we're, we're a hybrid firm. And I think what, you know, that term is used in industry a lot. So what I mean by, when I say a hybrid firm, um, 80, 85% of our business is fee-based business uh, assets under management. We're charging a fee, but we also have brokerage business with variable annuities and other alternatives and you know brokerage type products and so we do both and for to to be a hybrid ra it it's a little tougher because of technology because you're getting information from a lot of different sources right if you're working with a variable annuity company they're providing you their information through a statement or through a portal if you're dealing with a broker dealer you have them you're working with and Merits multi-custodial. So we work with Fidelity, we work with Schwab, we work with LPL, uh, we work directly with, uh, with, with vendors. And so we wanted to bring we wanted to bring all that together. So one thing we knew we wanted is that if, if somebody had different accounts at different places, uh, we wanted to be able to pull all together and show that on one statement. And that was that was really important to us. Um, so when you're preparing for a review, our clients, there was, I mean, our you know our clients would come in. Our advisors would spend a lot of time pulling from these different sources to, to show the client, well, you've got an account and credential, for example, you've got an account in fidelity five twenty nine plan, you got this account over to LPL. So we wanted to pull all that together. The other thing that we wanted is we wanted we wanted data that we we could use for reporting. we wanted to be able to track our data uh you know we wanted to know what marketing campaigns were working which ones were not we wanted to be able to compare quarter over quarter or year over year how big was Uh, your tech team three years ago uh we had one person we had one person who was an advisor who raised his hand and said you know i'd be glad to help out if we have tech issues and fixing people's you know when they can't get access or something's not working correctly I said great. So you're hired and uh then he had a part-time a part-time person working with him.
0: That's what basically one and a half or yeah. Maybe one yeah. person.
1: Maybe one because he's an advisor and and the other person was part-time, yeah.
0: Right. So and now how many do you how do you have now?
1: We have 13 people in our technology department today. And we're get the team is getting stronger. We're getting ready to hire another one. So it'll be 14. And um, yeah, team's getting stronger. Uh, every day. It's amazing too, Greg, the difference. So, you know, think about the different departments, you know, you have the investment department. Once the investment department knows that you, they can get data, uh, they they want more of it, right? They, give me good, clean data, give me reliable data. And so they start thinking of all the things they could do if they could get these reports delivered to them. Well, the marketing department starts looking at your technology department and they say, gosh, I really like to have data on these campaigns or whether they work or not. And you got your compliance department. It says, gosh, we would like to have certain kinds of reporting for this. So today, all of our different departments are making a lots of requests. I found out yesterday, Craig, that um, since we started a, a ticketing system, you know, when you need something done, you, instead of just calling, you have a ticketing system where uh, let's, let's submit a ticket, it goes into order of priority, the technology department gets back to you and tells you when they can fulfill that, mm-hmm. that request. I found out yesterday, Craig. This is amazing. Since, since March, we've had over three thousand requests since March
0: from the technology department. <laughs> yeah, where would all those requests go before?
1: You know, uh, before March, it was really people just calling our technology department and saying, "Hey, can you help me with help with this or help with that?" And they were getting so inundated that they had to come up, you know, with the ticketing system. Sure.
0: So tell, let's talk about your tech stack. So I know you guys use yeah. Orion as the core. Um, why did you choose them, and and how have they been during this this period of rapid growth?
1: When we did our research uh, and thinking about what the different platforms that were out there, um, you know, we Orion seemed it, fit, it, it works for us. There's there's some other great ones at Black Diamond. There's some other good ones out there, um, but at the research that we did, uh, you know, Orion seemed to work work the best. Fit the, it fit us. It, it, we're getting out of around what we need. And so it's, uh, we, it, 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 it takes a while uh, to get all, to get the, when you get reporting coming in from your different vendors, we have pipelines built from our custodians that feed data in and it goes into our data warehouse. So we own that data. And sometimes the challenge a lot of times, Greg, is that things will come in. From fidelity a certain way they'll come in from lpl a different way and a lot of it's feeding into orion but we have to figure out exactly how it's being fed and understand it so work becomes meaningful data to us but orion has, has worked really well with us
0: that's terrific yeah in having the core of the portfolio management platform be solid and be able to grow with you is critically important
1: yeah. And they have, they, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's based on the number, um, your the pricing and all that's based on usage and our, our usage just keeps climbing. And, uh, uh we have over 8,000 households now. So, um, they, they, they've grown with us as we've we gotten started with them.
0: 8,000 households is not a trivial number.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a, and lot. a lot of those households have three or four counts, two or three accounts at least.
0: I'm sure. Um, Looking at your talk, you mentioned uh, a a bit ago about the data. So that's Mm -hmm. something that's also important. We work with a lot of RAs as well then and helping them build out data warehouses. You mentioned, you've got a lot of data. What are some of the things you did to build out that um, that data and how was that important to driving the way you manage your business?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, we've, Again, good good partners. Uh LPL has been a, a good partner. Uh Fidelity's been a good partner. Schwab and um it's working with them uh to, to provide us the data. They they get the data feeds, right? And so as they get their data feeds, we we build a pipeline from their platform to our platform to our warehouse. And um it's it's just amazing once once you can see that. Data. Think think of think of a data warehouse. Just think of warehouse in general, and think about everything on the shelf there and everything uh, organized. With these numbers, you can basic with this data, you can basically do pretty much anything you want. Uh, you can say it's really more. What kind of report do you want? How how do you want to how do you want to organize this data? Do you want to show it this way? Do you want to show it that way? Do you want to carve out certain things with that data and for mm-hmm. reporting? And so. It, it's the world really limitless once you ha- have the data where you can request in, you know in, uh, how you want it, uh, how you want to read it and how you want to get it reported on.
0: Can you do things like I know you've got a lot of regions where you divide up your organization? Um, can you do assets by region, advisor performance? Are those the kind of things you can do with this data?
1: That's a great example. So we have like nine different regions across the country, and we have. Are, we, we call them regional directors um, that run the, their region. Think of it like they run their own PL. Mm-hmm. So every, every week now, Craig, they get a regional director dashboard. And the regional director dashboard has a lot of relevant information. We actually got them to collaborate with us to find out what they really wanted in this dashboard. But mm-hmm. so you can imagine some of the things that were very important to them. They wanted to know okay, first of all, where do I stand today? Uh, how much uh, assets under management have we picked up today in our region? Uh, how, how much did we pick up in the last quarter? Uh, how does that compare to a quarter from a year ago? Uh, then they can actually even drill down uh, to each individual advisor in the region. Let's say they have seven or eight advisors in their region. The regional director can say, I wanna see a report. Who's my top advisor? Uh, uh, you know, Who's second, who's third? Uh, how many, how much assets have they brought in net new assets have they brought in? Uh, and the advisors themselves can actually go in there uh, and drill down by client.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: they can say, so the regional director is interested in how his region is doing. The advisor wants to know, well, uh, you know, how am I doing? And so uh, who's my best clients? Who's my top 10 clients? Who's my top 10%? They can actually drill down our, our data will drill down and and tell the advisor, these are your, these are your top clients.
0: We always find amazing. We work with a lot of RIAs similar to to Merit. Is how many f- are, are growing and and operating without this kind of data? That they really come yeah. they're really kind You think the imagine now you now that you've seen it without it, you're flying blind. So you know, we, we, now you I know you guys built it in uh, Power BI because you're on you're on Azure yeah. for your cloud. Correct. Uh, we built it. We've helped clients build it in Salesforce or build it in in other you know other tools. Whether you're in um you're in AWS, there's other tools there. So the tool doesn't really matter it's that you make the decision as you did to make the investment to build a data warehouse connect all the key uh data sources which can be complicated and can take a uh, as yep. you as you noted could take you know 2 years to get everything yep. the way you want but once you have it then the ability to manage your business in a much more mature way is available to you
1: it it is amazing uh i tell you it's um and to your point, you know, flying blind, if you don't know that, you end up making decisions without really having the right information, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we are I'm not going to say we're all, all the way there, but we're we're getting closer every day, Craig, where we're making data-driven decisions. The data doesn't lie. You know, it's like <laughs> when you spent $3,000 on a marketing campaign, you know exactly how much money came back from that marketing campaign. You know whether to invest more money in that marketing campaign or not. And, um, you know, rewarding your uh, top, recognizing your top advisors, well, you need to know who they are. And, uh, and you, need to, you need to have that information and that data right at your fingertips, right? And so that the, the management of the RRA really needs to know what's going on and the data is all there. It's, but it's a matter of corralling all that data, to your point, like having it into a warehouse that you can access on a regular basis in order to get that information.
0: And some of the things that are coming down the pipe, you had mentioned you have some other reporting they're looking to build out in Power BI.
1: Yes. So you know, again, and there's no limit. It's like what 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 type? So really, my tech team, they they came to our executive leadership team and says, Tell us what you want, what what kind of reports you want to see? We can pretty much build, deliver anything. What do you want to see? And uh certainly that having your hand on the pulse of just Watching the assets flow in and out and know exactly what's going on is 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 huge. Um, and, you know, 2022 was a down year for the market. The uh, market was down, S&P was down like 19%. A uh, huge impact on our firm mm-hmm. because of that, Craig. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we saw $1.2 billion AUM drop. We saw $7 billion in revenue drop. And times like that, it's really important to know the data that what's going on and what you can do to correct it and you know work your way out of a situation like that in a downturn in the market
0: one of the most important parts of any advisor or any RIA tech stack is your client portal this has been a particular area of of uh, one of my pet peeves is the multitude of client portals we see multiplying across the industry where firms will have right. a one portal on their portfolio management tool, then another portal from their put their, their, their financial planning tool, then their custodian has a portal, then their other, then their their annuity has a portal. So you took a different approach. Can you talk about what the what the approach you did to build uh Merit's client portal?
1: Yeah, and <laughs> that's correct. So you know, think about yeah, so you I'll say you use e-money for your planning. So you you get your clients on e-money. Clients want to be able to stay in touch with their plan, so now they have a login for eMoney. Let's say they want to figure out they um, they have an, again a, a, like a five twenty nine plan over to Fidelity. Fidelity. Uh, they have some bank accounts um, and they've got logins for their bank accounts. They've got credit card information. They have logins for that. Login, 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 login. Right. <laughs> and so what we what, what we're saying to our clients today, uh, we have built our own portal, Greg, and we have our own app. Uh, it's it's live and working today. And basically, with our clients, they can be anywhere in the world, and in the palm of their hand through their cell phone, access all their financial data, and with one single login. So if they want to log in when they log into our portal, they are connected. All, we're, we're our portal communicates and talks with eMoney. Mm-hmm. It talks with god Pro. Uh, the clients can aggregate all their accounts. They don't, they're not accounts that are held with Merit. They could be account with a bank or, or whatever. Or, Credit card account, their 401k account, their 403B account. They can aggregate all their accounts uh, and have that at their fingertips, their phone, anywhere in the world. So to your point, instead of having all of these different logins to manage your financial life, uh, we have a portal, you have one login and you have access to everything.
0: Kudos to you guys, big props because that's <laughs> not an easy thing to do. What was the underlying technology behind your client portal?
1: Well, uh, we, we you know, we asked the question in the beginning, what do we really, do we really want to build everything from scratch? Can we start with a certain chassis and just start building on top of that? Uh, our CRM is, is Salesforce and uh, we've built out probably 30, 40 um, uh, workflows in Salesforce, uh, which has been key. Uh, Orion is, is, as we mentioned earlier, a big, reporting tool for us and gathering data from there. So we were is building it out. It's like, how much do we build? And, you know, what chassis can we build off of? So wealth wealth access was the chassis that we chose to say, we're going to build on top of this. It, it, it accomplished a lot in itself. And we just kind of built on top of that to customize the way that we wanted to build
0: it. Uh, I think that's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's just a great to see, uh, there's moving in this direction of a single client portal rather than multiple client portals and making the client experience paramount and thinking about how to make their their lives easier
1: and really that's what it's all about at the end of the day right it's it, um we we certainly a lot of us in the industry should should take our cues from amazon <laughs> amazon's okay, a very, we're very very
0: hearing sp- that a lot we, we want to be the amazon of this the amazon of, like can't be more like amazon. it's become a I cliche
1: Yeah. Yeah. We want it to be Amazon easy. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, and and so, yeah, for our clients, we want it to be very simple for them. Uh, You know, one login, everything's right there. They don't need to log into four different places to get what they need. And I think also delivering it right with the, the right um, user experience. That's very, very important. Right. It's gotta be, the user It has to be simplified. It has to be make sense. uh, And when you're, creating your own portal you have your own data again you have the you have the flexibility to do that
0: Uh, and very quickly Uh, let's talk about insourcing versus outsourcing uh you had outsourced your hardware support to true north but at some point you brought that back in-house can you just give me like a two-minute overview of of that decision
1: absolutely so um yeah we, we you know it's like we definitely had to outsource in the beginning and um as you mentioned with True North, they were they were helping in a lot of different ways. Great company to work with, and um, we're just looking at the cost then and say, oh, how much is how much does it cost us to outsource, and what how do we what if we compared that to uh, bringing qualified people in house, and uh, we did that comparison and we, it, we and it made sense for us to bring these people in house. So today we have uh, we got three. We're currently getting ready to hire a fourth. And we have offices across the country. So we're on the West Coast, we're as far as Washington State, and then on the East Coast, you know, we're Connecticut. Uh, that area, I guess, is furthest east. So we have we have really a um a, a technology support group um in different time zones uh throughout the country. And, and right now it's three people that they're assigned to different regions, but we're getting ready to hire a fourth. And uh, that's that's been huge. Um, the, the, the big thing I saw there, Craig, when we're when you have problems with your software, you have problems with your even hardware, uh, things connecting, things talking to each other. Uh, it's what usually happens is you run into a problem, and then you call for help, right? <laughs> Naturally, uh, <and> it's, <laughs> yeah. So what we found by bringing people in house. They really have gotten to know to know our systems, our company. So we can be proactive now instead of waiting for something to break and then call calling some outsourced group in to help you out, to fix the problem. We're, we're being proactive now and trying to anticipate problems and issues before they happen.
0: That's the way to go. Be proactive. Uh, being proactive, I'm going to take the proactive uh, uh, reins here uh, running the podcast and um we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about another key part of your tech stack which is nitrogen formerly the company yeah. formerly known as riskalize since they were the reasons yeah. why we got we uh got together here because you made an announcement about a partnership with them can you talk some more about that
1: yeah so you know great partnership with nitrogen a lot of our advisors, we have 65 advisors i would say the a large majority of our advisors uh, use nitrogen and um, you know, some of the reasons why is that the first of all, I think Nitrogen does a good job of reporting. They do a good job of putting visuals together that makes sense to the client. Most advisors will tell you that they they take complicated things in our industry and and put it in simple terms for clients to understand. So I think Nitrogen's approach is like that. So you know, their whole Score from zero to hundred, kind of like of a speed limit. You know, what mm-hmm. speed are you going? What, what's your score? Clients can relate. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, I see. I'm a seventy. Okay, I guess I'm a I'm somewhat risky. Um, and also, I think Nitrogen does a good job of you can kind of pull the reports that you want to show the client, and most of them are client friendly. Like I said, um, they'll also uh, look at things like over the next six months and say, you know, here's the risk that are in today's market. We're long term investors. But, uh, you know, if you're thinking about the next six months, here's some things to consider, you know, like Fed funds, are they going to raise rates again things like that? They also, uh, they have like a GPA, like a grade point average score for the actual investments. So clients are going to go to their advisor and say, well, what do you think about this investment? Well, it's easy nitrogen. They can pull that up and say, well, here's, here's, here's what you can, how you can think about that investment. And here's the cost. Here's the returns. Here's the, and so it kind of gives them like a, a score and a rating uh, on those investments. So there's just a ton of advantages um, there in using nitrogen. It's the asset allocation. They can, let's say you're comparing the client has, 10 investments in an asset allocation and you're an advisor and you will say, well, let me compare, let me take a look, do a deep dive into the 10 holdings that you have. Let's compare that to uh, some other holdings that, I, that I'm going to recommend to you. Here's the pros, here's the cons. So it's it's tools like that that uh, make nitrogen a really great software to use. Good technology.
0: Well, Rick, we've, said it all I mean, thank you for sharing all this information about your tech stack your journey the tools some of the th- thought process behind that We've, we're pretty much out of time can you tell uh the listeners where they can find out more information about merit advisors
1: yeah just you know google merit financial advisors uh in uh meritfinancialgroup.com as uh, a the website there uh we we do get quite a bit of media press so easy to find <laughs>
0: You heard it here they're easy to find everyone great rick thanks so much for being here really appreciate it
1: craig thank you thank you for your time today
0: hey it's craig again here are my top three takeaways from this episode three years ago merit financial advisors was at four billion in aum and rick kent ceo took a page out of ezra group's playbook and did a tech stack top to bottom assessment now he gave merits tech a grade of a d minus which is harsh but he used that to launch a program to make their technology the number one priority of the firm. Number two, uh, another Ezra Group recommendation that uh, we offer to fast-growing RIAs that Rick took advantage of um, is to build a data warehouse, which Rick accomplished. And now they have management dashboards they can build any kind of reporting that they want. Uh, successive marketing campaigns, asset by region, advisor performance, net new assets, anything. It's all based on the data warehouse, uh, building that layer and having the right tools and technologies to consolidate data from all of your key applications. Number three, the biggest challenge in revamping a tech stack, according to Rick. Uh, number one, tempering expectations of the team for the delivery time of a large tech spend. Uh, well, that should be letter A. 3A. Uh, 3B, technology adoption and training big challenge, in 3C, helping clients with the conversion. All right, that's a wrap. You've made it to the end of another episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. Thanks for listening. Please go to our website, ezragroup.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and sign up for our newsletter. Every month, you'll receive an email chock full of wealth management goodness news information updates. You will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening, and talk to you all again next time.